0: So hi, everybody. Solstice greetings. Maybe we can uh, take a little moment to align as people are still coming in and still feel the solstice energy. So just get comfortable wherever you are. and opening your energy bodies to the group soul. And then feeling the worldwide group. There may maybe millions of people that are honoring the solstice. And that energy of the alignment between the sun and the galactic center, Jupiter and Saturn. So just tuning back into your solstice experience. Feeling that alignment still between the earth and the sun and the center of the galaxy. And then transmitting your experience into the group field. So. Just sharing esoterically your harvest, your insights, your energy awakenings, your transmissions. Just open your energy bodies to the group energy body and just share non verbally your experience. and feel into whatever seed that you planted on solstice. And feel those three levels, the dark center, clothed in the sun, the soul, and then the form or the structure, the geometry of the personality so that the seed has those three levels. The darkness of the galactic center, the shining gold of the sun, and the fertility and creativity of Earth. and feel all of those seeds all around the world being planted as part of the Aquarian dispensation. And then feel how all of those seeds are our seeds. They're seeds of the world soul passing through the group into the individual alignment and focus. Okay, coming back into presence on in the screen. So solstice is coming and gone. <clears throat> and uh, so I wanna share a little bit about the transmission this time, and then, uh, and then open up to the field. It feels like it's another one of those tra- transmissions, like the one uh, where he asked for the decision it's a transition transmission saying a period of work has been done and now another piece of work opens up and my impression in receiving the transmission that came through over a couple of days actually over the solstice was that <clears throat> this year has been about planetary initiation so it's been about the instigation of a planet-wide process of the soul with monadic help um getting the attention of the mass of humanity and of course covid's been part of that people have turned to their inner worlds because their outer worlds have been limited and restricted and it felt like over the between the two solstices of june and december there's been this Uh, you know, real effort from the world soul or from hierarchy to reach uh, as many people as possible to activate their hearts, their consciousness, to call them. And then now after solstice, that work is moving into differentiation. So now the soul of the world is activated, you know, which was 2020. And now it differentiates. So that means the different parts of the world soul that are landing in humanity start to differentiate and organize so they become particular organs within the soul of the world culture the civilization that's coming is differentiated like a body there are elbows and noses and eyes and so he's beginning to focus on what is the particular work that he's trying to do through this group and what he was, was doing for uh, the solstice and the two weeks leading up to it was add a note of dark. So there's lots of people doing soul work around the world, lots of people meditating, lots of people doing shamanic work, but that touch of the dark is the particular quality or note that he wanted to work through this field with. So having done that, having released our dark into the global process as part of you know the many things that the world soul is up to. Now he's saying, okay, now I want to focus on what this group is for between now and 2025. And um and basically what he's saying is that it's a it's an Aquarian experiment in um transmission from the world soul you know with the life principle in the center and that by the time 2024 comes along that out of the group maybe there'll be a harvest of about 24 people um, that are maybe in the group now maybe will come into the group over that time that will be able to hold a much wider channel so he's saying that the channel to date has been largely between him and me And, you know, I want to say something about that in in my life that fundamentally underneath everything that I've done for the last 20 years, that connection has been critical. And there was a, you know, a deep temptation in me just not to mention it because mentioning contacts with, you know, um, inner dimensions, leads to a lot of glamour. And a lot of people use it to kind of bolster their ego or their personality, or it's unnecessary. So someone like Carl Jung, for example, had deep contact with the world soul, but he didn't formalize that in terms of other entities or beings. He just said, these are just deeper dimensions of myself. Or someone like Robert Asagioli you know had a paper wall between his work and the tibetans work because he didn't want people to be confused with the idea of ascended masters he just wanted to deliver a piece of psychology to the world um but it seems clear to me that um that the period that we're entering into now humanity needs to know that the world soul is not just some You know kind of deeper dimension of our being is actually made up of rays and ashrams and qualities and and beings that of course are part of the source they're connected to the same source that we all are but they have powers and consciousness more developed than humanity and are trying to help so at this time of transition um you know it's said that many people that are incarnate in humanity are required to be willing to open to impression and what he's saying in this transmission is that it's much easier to open to transmission from the world soul and from you know beings like ascended masters or bodhisattvas or you know whatever label you your identity gives to the transmission of energy it's easier to open to them once you have contacted the monad because if you've contacted the monad you know that the source the dark empty source is the one life at the core of everything that the galactic super council or the buddha or the christ all have at their center the same life that is at the center of us so that offsets the Piscean tendency to give away power to more developed consciousness. And he made a very clear distinction between the Piscean world, where the idea was that the soul came between the monad and the personality. So, someone like Jesus, for example, said, No man comes to the Father except through the Son. I am the light of the world, you know, so that the journey was through the soul. You had to awaken a soul, and then the soul could maybe reveal the monad. And most of the culture was based on some beings, whether they were spiritual beings or they were presidents or they were teachers or psychologists or somebody being a middleman between you and spirit. The problem with the middleman is that if you give your power to the middleman, then you can diminish the life principle inside yourself. You diminish your own authority. And we've seen this in the sexual world as well as the spiritual world that when we naively give our authority to a figure of authority that we feel is more developed than us, then we also can give away our sovereignty. And so that's been one of the byproducts of the Piscean age is this sense of trust and naivety and you know we need help but how much help do we need and a lot of people who open to channeling the soul whether that's a red american indian or a a buddha or you know um conversations with god a lot of people open in the piscean age in a way that really gives their authority to the energy of the soul that is outside of them so you hear that a lot where people say, well, they're telling me what to do. They, you know, and there isn't a cooperation with hierarchy. There is a submission. There's a, there's a, you know, sometimes unhealthy submission where, and what he says is that prior to the third degree, we either have false humility And the false humility is really wanting to give our power to someone else, a leader or a teacher or somebody, so that we don't have to bear the responsibility of our own sovereignty. It's easier to project it on somebody and then feel not responsible. And if they don't behave the way we want, we can always claim our power back. So that's kind of a false humility that wants to give away power because it's it's too hard to hold it. And the other side is a kind of um, an immature pride that doesn't want help, that wants to do it ourselves, you know, that wants to, you know, not have guidance or support from the inner worlds because we are a sovereign being and it's our job to look after ourselves. And he says both of those positions, you know, false humility or, or unhealthy pride, they both have way too much ego in, they have too much individuality. And that's because until the third degree, we still think we are a separate self. And he says the difference between masters or people who are part of hierarchy is they know that they don't have a separate self. They have a self, which is an incarnation of the one self, but they don't have a separate self that has to make separate decisions because that the will of the personal self has been aligned with the greater will of the planetary monad. So he's saying that it's, it's the downside of opening to guidance when you are in the Piscean mode is the downside of giving away your power or the glamour of being special or chosen or, you know, an inflation. But he says in the Aquarian mode, if you can contact the monad first, so even if you can just have a touch of the life principle, then you know that there is nothing in the world's soul that is more powerful than the life that lives at the core of your own being. You may only have a very small touch of that life, but that life is equal to the life of a planet or a galaxy or a Buddha or an ant. It's the same life. So that brings in the universal equality of life. And now there isn't a... A false humility or a giving away because everybody knows that they have at the core of their being the self same life. But then, because you do know that, now you can be truly humble, which means that you can acknowledge that other beings have more of that life vibrating at their core, more access to that. And they also have more or less developed consciousness. And that is, you know, the first time you can really approach the idea of hierarchy without misinterpreting it as a power over dependent hierarchy is when you are in touch with the life principle, because then you can truly see, in a co-measured way, your life and other people's lives in a way that means you can start to cooperate as a soul. So he's saying, first of all, it's been really good to focus on the life and to make sure that the life is at the center. Having made that connection to life, now is the possibility to deeply open to soul and the world soul. And that souls that are willing to not just live their own life, but to surrender it to life and then also to receive help, to open their souls to the world soul so that transmission cannot just come to them, but come through them to the whole so i know in my life even though as an individual i have my own you know gifts and capabilities and so on i know that most of the the deep success of what i do comes from having that affiliation and that connection and being surrendered to being guided and supported in ways that if i had just you know
1: run my own ship um would have been
0: how do you know that your guidance is coming from you know a good source and basically he says the answer is love that the world soul the core energy of the world soul is love wisdom and it holds sacrosanct the energy of free will and consent so any sense of force or whatever is not the world soul the world soul is anchored in full love and freedom. So, you know, if you go into this possibility of guidance from a place of love, from a place of surrender that you're offering your soul on the altar of the transmission to humanity from the world soul, then the experience that comes with it when you open to genuine contact is such deep love, such deep heartbreaking love that it's hard to bear. It's hard to actually receive that love because that love also sees everything that you are as a soul and loves you anyway, in spite of all of the, you know, undeveloped pieces of yourself. So, you know, it actually isn't, um, it isn't hard to make contact with the world soul from a logistical point of view, but it's quite hard psychologically. Because you have to expose yourself. You have to expose yourself. It's hard enough when we expose ourselves to the group soul, when we come together in deep, intimate relationship with group, and it feels like the light of the group soul is shining on us, and there's no way out. When the world soul starts to shine on your soul, then you see yourself from the perspective of the soul of the world. And mainly what you see prior to the third degree is a selfish preoccupation with your own petty little concerns. I mean, that's mainly what you see, which is horrific to see yourself from that perspective. But it does accelerate your, your willingness to open up and your willingness to be used by the world's soul to shine through that. And then you realize that actually your most selfish pieces are also valuable to the world soul because they're the pieces where you're most deeply anchored in matter. They're the pieces where you have gone most deep into form. And if you can surrender your most deep, selfish, worst pieces, now the world soul has access suddenly right into the very heart of matter, the pieces that are most deeply embedded and entrenched. So this process of being willing to open to soul and to open to transmission and he says that what he would like is for both um both ends of the channel to open so he wants me to be less um you know downloading consciousness and sharing it you know on wednesday so that consciousness then speaks for you know the The group soul and more to be in the dark where I'm spending my time at 10 o'clock just glowing in the dark and not so much downloading consciousness to help a field of dark, you know, um, grow that more people can make access to their own alignments within. And he's saying on his side, he will open and draw in more ashramic affiliations And there's a beautiful piece, you know, from Raisin Initiation where he talks about the whole point of evolution is to get up to a point where Shambhala and hierarchy and humanity can form a a triangular relationship with, with each center being conscious and cooperating together so that the center, the eye in that triangle can open and the fourth quality, the presence of deity be revealed. And he says this revelation is what all of the development of of humanity and civilization up till now is for it's for this revelation but what's required for humanity is to have a group of beings who are incarnate and you know maybe many groups of beings who are incarnate that know themselves to be human so they know themselves to be part of the human kingdom they know themselves to be a soul which and the soul is inherently part of hierarchy. If, if you are in soul, you're part of the world soul. And third degree initiation is when you make the transition from being mostly soul that has a personality rather than mostly personality that has a soul. And if you are also in touch with Shambhala or the life principle, then you have all three centers beginning to be consummated in your awareness. That you can feel yourselves as personalities as souls and as monads and therefore you can triangulate to allow that presence to become uh, to, To also be in the field and he said when humanity can do that when we can hold such a group, then this revelation is possible. So, in our small group of 90 people that, you know, have been connected or drawn to this particular transmission, he wants to harvest from that a a, a group over a few years that can play a role in that. Um, That can play a role in accelerating their own journey so that they can hold connection with all of those three levels of themselves. Now, you know, who we are as a group is we're a group of um, a range of different developments. And he said that it's difficult if you can't see from the eye of the soul, if you're just seeing from the personality, then hierarchy is very difficult, it's difficult because if you just use one measuring stick, then people... You know tend to want to place themselves on that measuring stick and you have the whole problem which is another reason why spiritual groups have stayed away from talking deeply about initiations and the world soul and so on is because you get a tendency towards elitism people grade themselves and rank themselves like a judo school or whatever in different belts and and then they use that to kind of have power structure issues and so on so he says you're better off actually not really trying to figure out hierarchy until you're in soul. Because when you're in soul, what opens up for you is the realization that there are lots of different differentiations. Some people, uh, depending on their rays, are open to receive transmission in different ways. Some people receive it more through their body and through that base center. Some people more through the heart, some people more through the causal body as well there's complications because somebody may be a very evolved as a soul but be in a young body and and they haven't downloaded into their personality yet who they are as a soul somebody else can be really well developed as a personality and have a lot of esoteric knowledge but their soul may not be have taken many initiations so unless you can see from the soul it's very hard to use your mind to assess yourself and to assess other people but what he's saying is, if you do open and you accelerate as part of this group process, it will become self-evident where you are, both in terms of your differentiation, your soul ray, your monadic ray, your particular way of downloading and transmitting, and your level of development as a soul and the integration of that with your development of a personality. So. Just as this energy that's coming of Shambhala puts everybody in their place, it puts people in place in group life and also puts all of the parts of yourself in place. One of the amazing things for me over solstice was really having a deep experience um, just with two of us where it felt like aquarian relating was happening between two people like all of our sub personalities and archetypes and different parts had to all like come and dance and play together so you know in order to have a aquarian group on the outside you also have to have a aquarian leadership on the inside which means not one person you know, or one part of you dominating the whole field, but a true empty center with life at the middle and the soul using its wisdom to include all the pieces of yourself, not just your masculine and your feminine and your shamanic and spiritual and so on. So they all feel like they have a place and the same within our group life to truly have Aquarian group. He says Aquarian group has life at the middle, which is the difference between Our Piscean group has the sun in the middle and a number of planets. But for a galaxy to form, you've got to have emptiness at the core. You've got to have the dark. And then you can have many suns of different brightness and distance from the center and many planets. Um, So we don't know how to do Aquarian group yet. We have ideas and people have Aquarian ideology that they then try to put on to the way that we relate um, in the same way that they put on consciousness in the Piscean age, but that's not it. You know, basically the life principle at the core of the group will organize the group. So, um, you know, part of each person having some healthy divine pride, which means that whoever you are showing up as you are, is and being authentic about who you are will help you find your place. And um, also to have genuine humility. He says one of the, the keynotes of the group that will reveal uh, the, 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 the authentic presence of divinity is that they are attuned to spiritual mathematics, which is kind of interesting. And from that, he said, that's got to do with all of the different Ray and ashramic affiliations and monadic rays and so on all of that is a divine mathematics you know so that there are like formulas for our own integration and for group integration there's a divine mathematical dance of energies that is the world soul it's maths as well as music you know it's resonance um so they have to be tuned to divine mathematics spiritual mathematics and to walk humbly with their God. And that walking humbly is is not a false humility. It's a sense of co-measurement. It's a sense of, yes, I am the divine life that radiates through the galaxies and the stars and everything, and I am an incarnated piece of that divine life with a certain gifts and limitations, you know, just from being human, let alone from being a particular kind of human, particular age, and blah, blah, blah. So to walk humbly is to walk in a co-measured relationship with divinity. So that you're not inflated and you're also not deflated. You are you are measured. And that measurement takes time and refinement. It's not just like somebody will come along and say, you're X and that's your job. It's like, you have to grow into it. And the same as learning how to open your channel to transmission from the world soul, you have to grow into it. It's not just gonna come online pure, it's gonna come a lot online mixed with all kinds of stuff. And then over time, it's gonna purify that. And over time, it's gonna connect in the group field so that you can feel what your particular gift is what value it is to the field and how to share it in such a way that the life force of the field is enhanced so yeah his invitation is for us to become a um a deeper experiment in group transmission and of course, one thing he's been doing is transmitting the dark through us and giving us a lot of meditations about the dark and matter and the dark and the heart and the dark in, in um In consciousness, and now he's saying okay now that the dark's there now I want you to open to world soul. I want you to open to this energy of world soul and remember world soul is also just not consciousness it's integrated with. The shamanic life of Gaia, it rises up from the earth as well as comes down from subtle realms and comes through the heart. But its quality is not so much the vibrant vivification of life. It's a quality of love wisdom. It's a quality of applying that life to the world of form in an intelligently loving way okay, because life just comes in and, and activates everything, and the Shambhala impact is going to come in and, and you know, cause this huge upwelling towards the world soul, but the soul of the world is the middle principle or bridge between life and personality form, and because it's the middle principle and its keynote is love, it finds the exact right way to express itself so that those people that it's expressing to can take the next step forward for them okay and so that's why so many channels are needed at so many different levels because in order to reach people we're all going to have different ways of reaching them and be able to reach people in different ways according to the transmission that uniquely comes through so opening yourself to the world soul is not just about receiving you know written transmissions or artwork or other projects which it it also includes it's about opening yourself in the moment in your relationships in your connections with others so that a transmission of that love of the world soul is flowing through and finding the right words clothing itself through your soul and your body mind so that when you are sharing with somebody when you are living your life the world soul is behind you flowing through you so that people can feel that quality of love wisdom of the soul through you and then Support them into opening and connecting that with themselves and for millions of humans to take initiation into soul over the next decade, which is what he said, there needs to be so many um, uh, Points of entry of that world soul into the world and he said that um, The decision that hierarchy made was that the soul of the world is is has withdrawn and is not going to try to influence people unless there is consent. So, so, in other words, what will help differentiate the world is those who really ask for help from the world soul will be helped, and those who don't will be left somewhat to the consequences of their own decisions, their own choices. So that's going to require um, a reorganization of the world and the reorganization of the consciousness of the world, because as people want and turn towards the soul, they're going to turn towards and value where that's coming from, where that's coming through. And so most of us are somewhere on that journey between letting go of our personality, you know, worlds and worries about making a living and careers and everything else and following our soul. And then the next step is, really allowing the world's soul to employ us with our consent so that it can do that work of bringing what it needs through and my own experience of that is um, when i'm in my body mind i basically want to get something really interesting that i'm interested in so i'm like you know i'm studying chemistry or i'm writing poetry or whatever and i'm open to guidance as long as that guidance helps me do what I'm chose choosing to do. But when I'm more in a surrendered soul place, I'm basically saying, look, I, I have no idea what I want. You know, like, yes, I like poetry and I like this and I like that. But actually what I want most is to be used for love. I want love to move through me and and show me what I'm I'm good for. Because I think I'm good for these things, but I might be good for other things, or I might just be Good in this moment in this room with these people that you know like allow the the deeper wisdom of the world soul and group soul to operate through me rather than me running my own agenda, even as a soul so that opening. You know is supported by the life principle, because when you genuinely surrender into the dark and you realize there's just one being that is humanity, that's part of this one being of the earth, that's part of one being of cosmos, then it becomes way more interesting to have the life of that being run through you than just, you know, your own, you know, little life force. And the same with consciousness, when you start to realize that there is a deep intelligence and what he's also asking, you know, and I can feel that, that asked of me as well is to begin to intelligently articulate the fact of the world soul, the fact that there is this help available because that help needs people to turn towards it in order to activate in these times. So it needs to be presented, not in a glamorous way, but in a intelligent way that humanity is not gonna solve all of its problems from its own um, you know, false pride. It needs help from the world soul, that is available but human beings need to know that it's available and they need to have access to it. So he's suggesting that um, each of us begin to develop and be willing to develop um, contact with the world soul in whatever form that it shows up for us. And of course, you know, this is where the same is as with astrology, he says that Actually, star systems and so on do have a particular quality of energy, but also that energy has to meet humans through humans' projection, just like relationship, you know, like humans project astrology on the stars, and somehow the stars draw that projection because of an innate quality. In the same way as relationship we find someone to project our daddy on and work our daddy issues with but they do have some quality that we are projecting on that's real so the same with the world soul when you open when someone like jung opens to the world soul and you know goes down into his basement and draws his mandalas and so on he's going to get from the world soul the perfect expression of that that relates to his own cultural conditioning and intelligence and consciousness so if you're a christian you're probably going to receive a different um expression of the world soul than if you are a hindu or so on because your consciousness has been prepared with thought forms and images and so on that mean the world soul will speak in those images to you so he said don't be too concerned with identity. Even the idea of the ascended masters and you know working with DK and Moria and Magdalene and so on. These are just identities that are bridges between us in form and the experience of these beings as they have become more formless. So it says, don't worry too much whether you're you know it's the yellow emperor from China or a red American Indian or a, whatever the thing is guide yourself through love through the deep experience of love that comes through the transmission and then experiment work with it in such a way that that allows you to act upon it and I know in my own world um, experimenting because whatever comes through is first and foremost an energy. Before it is an idea or a geometry or a painting or something, it's an energy. And that energy, in order for me to open to it, has to have a deep quality of love wisdom in it. And, and deep quality of freedom for my first ray soul is required as well. So first of all, you're opening to the energy. Then that energy is going to clothe itself. And that's going to clothe itself in your aura. So it's going to come through your soul and and therefore it's going to affect your soul experiences and your consciousness and your mind and your feelings and so on. So the next step is, can you bring that energy in and allow it to move through you and clothe itself through you in such a way that shows you as a divine scientist um, how to refine it? You know, so if you're bringing through art, you know, how how can you bring your art closer and closer to the essence of the energy that's trying to come through? Or if you're bringing through a, a, a teaching of some kind, the experimental process is a calibration. So he says, be willing to be calibrated by paying attention to that opening and Practically, what that means is this 10 o'clock Wednesdays, wherever you are in the world, whatever time zone that is, or if it's in the middle of the night, you know, um, whenever you can, as close to that, that's a window. And to approach that window, now that we have some access to the life force, with a willingness for our awareness, our consciousness, our bodies, our hearts to be open to transmission from the world soul and to refine that so that means refining in our own system calibrating it ourselves and then the group instrument starts to refine itself and calibrate it and he already gave some guidance on this earlier which is like (coughs) distinguish between what's for you like to make you a better instrument and what needs to move through you to the group or to the world like start to make the distinction between is this is what I'm receiving for me. Like at the beginning of my work with DK, I had a number of transmissions which were about how to be a better calibration. For example, he he would say things like, look, you've come to 10 o'clock astrally clogged. In other words, your astral field is full of all kinds of emotional stuff. Like pay attention to the way you show up for transmission, go have a shower, some emotional release, you know, prepare so that your emotional field is not too active when you come to transmission. Because otherwise, as the energy comes through, it's then going to clothe itself in whatever drama is going on. Plus, some of your hard drive is going to be taken up with whatever is going on for you emotionally that's unresolved. So, there's just one example of preparing your fields your physical your emotional and mental fields so that you are as open as possible um and then he's already given us some training about don't be too eager to get you know excited by what's coming through which is stimulating and you know triggers ideas and poetry and you know like stay with the transmission stay with the energy of the transmission and before you clothe it, so that you still have life in it, um, and then test it out. You know, try it out, see if it has impact on your environment, and then come back each week in a in a way that you know, like a good scientist, continues to calibrate your instrument, and then the field ourselves, I think we need to develop what he talked about earlier as ashramic intimacy, which means
2: the intimacy
0: of being willing to share what's moving at the core of us in a way that is not um, overdone, that's trying to draw attention to our personality, but also is not minimizing so that we don't share the things that we also uh, feel self-conscious about, which is also emphasizing our personality. So our intimacy puts pressure on the individual self. And most of us are prior to the third degree. So we still have quite a large camel that's got to get through the eye of the needle. And the two ways to get the camel through is one, you share inappropriately and then feel the burn after that, or two, you don't share and feel the burn of having stuff inside. But that burn is the burning away in the group fires of our individuality that still needs to burn. And then we need to become beyond polite with each other. So if if our role as a group is to produce an instrument, a calibrated instrument that can allow the world soul to talk to humanity through it and a broad channel instead of just, you know, one or two or five, a broad channel um, as part of the world soul's emergence. If that's what our goal is, then that's beyond offending people's personalities. That's beyond making sure everybody feels good. That's work. We're working together. It's like a know going to the moon or something we're working to generate an instrument so it isn't about us as individuals it's about us as a group um supporting that and then there's a celebration whenever we feel life and transmission happening in the group so we need to give each other feedback about that you know and it could be as simple as you know, we, we put posts in the Mercury transmission of whatever it is that was coming through us and we like them. And the most likes give us an indication that that is getting response from the field, more of that. Um, and the same when we, when we bring something through and it resonates with somebody else, let them know it's resonating. And that way we develop intelligence in our group life that is not seeking to make sure everybody feels good about themselves, which is a personality group. It's seeking for the group to become more and more calibrated for the transmission of life and for love wisdom to come through. And that everybody knows we're doing the same thing and no one's going to take it personally. If we reflect to each other, um, in ways that help calibrate our instrument. So, yeah, the invitation um, from now on, I think, is to to recognize that that the movement has been from receiving information and transmission to having a decision to give ourselves to the life principle, and now he's saying, okay, the next step is to become a refined and calibrated group that has its at its core those able um to form a group channel that will have you know outlets into humanity but will also have outlets um from shambhala and hierarchy so some people already you know um naturally have channels and some people um are still developing that capacity some people have already well formed under karanas and again it's not so much about everybody um, you know, you know, having equal say in the group. Some people will naturally uh, be better at this than others, and the, but the group itself can support that. So we lift up the people who are able to connect more fully, and we allow them to do that for us all. So we're fine tuning it. It's a little bit like the eye has to have a pupil or the heart has to have, you know, aorta, that, that as we organize, cells specialize, cells in the group start to specialize to do particular functions within the group life, and all are part of the life, they all share the life, but they're differentiated according to function. So um, yeah, I'm excited about that process. I can see the time ahead over the next you know three or four years um, of gradually refining that group life and maybe finding connection with others who are also called in to do that work. Um, and then beginning to, to start to feel what it is, the teachings that want to come through are. And so that's the, other, the last thing I want to say is that Uh, when you are a channel um, and, you know, again, there's a lot of glamour around the idea of being a channel, but every soul is a channel. So in other words, every soul is a middle principle between monad and personality. And the role of the soul is to link those two up. That's what it's trying to do. And that's why its core nature is love wisdom because it naturally has to give itself to this polarity of personality and monad. It has, the soul has to feel what is the essential connection to planetary purpose that is coming through and what is the unique dynamic of this body mind? And how do I make it myself a bridge to bring those two energies into relationship with each other? So every soul has within it, this idea of being a channel of being a, two-ended tube that connects life of the monad with the life of the body mind so um so to become an effective channel it's about the energy that moves through you it's about being a a circuit for supply and demand to meet each other through you so it's not so much about you what you receive it's about what can move through you and therefore it really helps to have a group for it to move through too so whether that's your your teaching field or whether that's your business or whatever outreach it is it's important to have a seventh ray component it's important to have a first ray component which is the life it's important to have a second ray component which is the love wisdom of the soul and it's important to have a seventh rate component which is somewhere for the energy to go you know like what where, where is this energy that wants to pour through you going to externalize and then your project is not so much something that your body mind is creating it's something that the world's soul is clothing itself in as it moves through you as an individual so, uh, yeah, that's, that's the transmission of the day. And um, what I propose is that we become more proactive in this. For those people who feel a yes to it and feel response to it, <clears throat> to be proactive in your experimenting with this time on Wednesday, be more proactive in terms of what you're receiving, be more willing to share that, and then be more willing to to gradually um, refine and calibrate what's being shared. So I would imagine, you know, a possibility would be, if this is successful, that rather than just having the Mercury transmissions, which is now up to about 140 pages over over this year of 2020, 2021 could produce, you know, a, um, a combination book, art, work music you know aquarium thing that had little bits and pieces from the group field that would be an experiment in the group beginning to come online and transmit a coherent teaching through a number of different mediums a number of different styles and ray uh, makeup so that means you know some people will be great within the group in transmitting some people will be great in collating the people who like some people have a really great um sense for this is important this piece of information fits with this piece of information and this piece of art goes with this transmission of music you know some people are great at seeing where the life needs to weave together some people are great at bringing it in and some people are great at um you know generating form from that So, you know, it isn't just going to be about who is a good, who's got the best channel. It's going to be a group experiment in producing uh, the beginnings of a teaching. And I would say, from that you know some people will fall away other people will come in some people will sit, will really feel like this is their work but by the time 2025 comes along i could feel a group of say 24 people able to bring through a coherent multi-dimensional teaching that is itself an embodied transmission of what's trying to come and maybe there'll be many such groups like this but that's this experiment so Yeah, for those that are lit up by that, I invite you to kind of move closer into the experiment and to make it more of a a priority to open your channel so that we can experiment. And 2021, you know, I'd love by the end of it uh, to produce something together that is, um, yeah, an experimental result. Because when I did the Mercury transmissions back in 2000 at Haydn, that was really for now the group that received them then you know were were receiving them but not necessarily applying them that's now being applied now and a lot of the stuff that we're receiving now through the mercury transmissions will be for later it will be for groups that are coming and working deeply with the life principle because some of it is beyond us quite frankly but what can we transmit that is alive in us that that clothes itself in our group form and is a direct transmission from the world soul that's an interesting project and i would love this mercury transmission field to begin to become productive um and to start to produce so that that vibration can go out to where it needs to go out to. at the same time i want the mercury transmissions that have come to date to also go out there so those people who want to help to um, have each transmission and its video and its podcast and so on available online so that those people who need to find it and resonate with it and swim upstream that maybe belong in this process can also do that okay so that's my rant for the day and uh and then I want to now open it to um you know one of the things that I I would love is for us to get better at sharing um and and maybe in the future I'll because I'm not going to be doing so much transmission work I'll try to, to be more of a of a kind of MC facilitator of the group process, which might mean that I do something like at the beginning, ask everybody to say, who's alive? Who's got something alive? Just give me you know, 30 seconds on it. And then from that, we can feel where is the life force and then we can go deeper and dive deeper into different people's transmissions, different people's inputs, so we can start to collectively feel where is the charge today, where is the charge this week, what are the synergies happening so we can begin to bring um, a more cohesive experience together. So the practice is when we're sharing is to find what the group needs to hear through us for its process in calibrating an instrument, rather than each person feeling like their sharing needs to be honored and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, let's, let's take a moment now to like feel into what's moving through us from the solstice and what's moving through us from the, the week that we've just had and in response to this transmission and see where there is life. Um, and then we'll open for Yeah, sharing and reflection. Okay,
2: so just go ahead and- Honey, you're, I think you're muted or something. You Can't hear just the last bit you said.
0: Okay, I'm so saying okay, you, you can un- unmute yourself and open up for sharing.
2: Great. Well, I'm already unmuted. <laughs> um, I... I think something was explained in the, in it today of like my experience in the meditation this morning was so different than any other one from these meditations where I was just completely obliterated in the dark, like no me left, no consciousness, no anything left. And, um, and I'm wondering if in these, in what he's saying, it's like there's going to be these cells, and we're we're all these cells. But sometimes, sometimes the cells are just to bring the dark. Like sometimes it's not about producing, not about anything. But okay, we need more dark. How do we bring more dark? This is the cell that's going to open to the dark to transmit it today. Or, you know, this is where it it comes through. And that made it. That was what was coming through, and that kind of made made it made more sense. And also like this whole this the synergy stuff that you're talking about I like I it totally excites me and I'm like oh I have all these uh oh, like working with the mercury synergy calls that we've been doing and like coordinating with some of this like really excites me so I'm like really alive with that right now
0: yeah I love what you're saying that <clears throat> some people their role will be to bring the dark in others their role will be to bring more consciousness and you know more embodiment and So we'll discover what kind of cells we are.
2: And that maybe that will shift too. Like that's what I was kind of getting today. It's like, oh, today I'm I'm just the dark. I was nothing else but dark today.
3: I can share. Um, what's been happening for me is being felt very strongly in the whole collective group uh, down here in Costa Rica. There's been so much manic excitement of the next amazing thing, the next amazing thing. I mean, this morning we toured a massive 1,200 acre property overlooking the ocean. Oh my God, Temple Landing. And what we've been hit with so hard is getting grounded integrity of our foundation alignment slowing down slowing down huge messages hitting people hard all throughout the group slowing down listening listening for the deeper messages not getting Too caught up in the next shiny thing, not rushing.
0: Thanks, Carol.
1: I'm just I'm just so so lit up by um, yeah, by well by by publishing <laughs> it seems silly to use that word describe it um yeah, but I mean publishing means to bring to the public, so yeah, that's um. I feel so, so vibrant because that is so what has been happening this whole time in my dark. Um, and I see now how it's been happening. Like we've had this triangle with two of my beloved soul siblings around this very call. We were in the same ray together. We started at way back in the library at Hayden with that candlelight in the dark. And we've been doing all this time and it's coming at this culmination and yes. Yes, I just want to offer my help to anyone here on this call who just is struggling. They don't know how it's going to broadcast. They don't know how their darkness is going to shine the brighter. Come talk to me. I might be able to help because so much of that has been coming through.
0: yeah thank you jeremy it's beautiful what what will happen is we'll start to feel the resources in the group you know that are given to this life so thank you for that offering
4: Hi.
5: Um, yeah, I feel something around um, love is trying to find a new language through me in the last few days. It's, I could really feel the process you're talking about through listening to my body and see what's my body reactions and following following that without, without the fear of hurting and then seeing um, just love is trying to find a different language that is not black and white, and um, it's it's um, it's really humbling and really confusing and um, um, and heartbreaking and beautiful and um, yeah. So I don't know what it is yet, but it, I feel it's happening, and yeah, I'm also wondering like. How to transmit those experiences that are happening? Um, that are not a lot, a lot of the time. They're not consciousness. Um, yeah, and in solstice I say, felt like the message of there's nothing to do but let let it through, like sit back and um, let it let it be, like let it do through. And I feel like that was part of it.
0: I'd love to hear other experiences of solstice.
6: Yeah, I'm I'm really appreciating everybody's like sense of clarity that that I hear. But for me, the last week, it's just been a fucking mess. Like I've just been... I like remember when we spoke of having this label of I'm being worked. Like I need I need that button right now, and it's just been really intense throughout the solstice. Like everything just was such a mess and nothing the way as I was like expecting it. And I had to let go of all the 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 ideas that I had of ritual and ceremony, and and I just had to offer everything up to the fire that that was there, and it felt like it was very beautiful in some way but such a mess and it was it's something that yeah i feel like I just want to be the voice of all of us who would just feel like like you know this is we're being worked right now and all the parts mm-hmm. that are coming up that are being moved that are yeah like creating that voice i feel that's what's happening inside of me like all my my little boy my little girl and all the the voices that have been hidden for so long that like they're coming up to form this union throughout like which the dark and can actually be at the center and i feel that's something that yeah it's been most alive for me this last week yeah
7: Hey. So I just want to share about the solstice. We, uh, Carolyn and I, were together and for me what I really took from from that experience was really to let the magic express and create, like the magic is, like let let spirit express itself through us. And the way we... (laughs) I, I could see all the parts of me that were in resistance of stuff that were happening we were into this remote bo- uh, in remoted uh, beach we chose that remote beach and then like suddenly at the moment that we're going to lead the fire and there is a fire ban on the island there is this boat that just like anchor in front of us so like the fear that comes and like what are we gonna do like <laughs> is that okay and just letting that sink and feeling that actually spirit is here to protect and that everything that has been done through us was actually not the fruit of what we wanted to do, but the fruit of, like, that magic that wanted to manifest. We were we were dry fasting since two days, so everything was difficult, but somehow we reached, you know, that, that beach, and we were, like, gathering wood, and, like, all the strengths came because that wanted to happen in that way. Even though I didn't understand some stuff, or I could feel the frustration in me of, like, not having a clear consciousness of why we were doing this or not having like a download exactly of what happened. Like I, I could really perceive the, the parts of me that were frustrated and the other part of me that were totally surrendered and just offering it all in, in the way that it would just be co-created. Mm. I don't know if you want to <laughs> add something <laughs> to your question. but. Yeah.
4: Mm. Mm. hi um, yeah I want to share about uh, meditations that lead, led up to the solstice um, I really deeply enjoyed enjoyed them I was like yeah just in deep joy to, to do them and I had the impression that contacting the monad and being in absorption for smaller or longer times it's it's amplified love like it it feels in my body that that love just reaches deeper like in the most densest places and um yeah, and I felt it already in relationship here in in the community how that works out. Like I'm able to be much more personal <laughs> with people and 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 to yeah to to be much more vulnerable and, and show myself and and that's amazing in such a short short time. And another thing is that specific piece about um demand and supply that thrilled me and there was a thrill in there like that meeting there was this meeting point of demand and supply that just washed there was a what there was a like we say giving and receiving is the same you know that that sense like in that meeting point there was a wash like um Ah, yeah, I can't explain it differently. Um, Yeah, there's like an explosion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's me.
1: I also want to share my solstice experience which was just incredible. Um, The first time in my life, the first calendar year in my life in which I've had two winter solstices and no summer solstice. This was really such a deep journey journey into the dark and oh just um, yeah just um, well first of all someone came by and we shared the whole night and the whole fire like in, in a way that was totally unexpected totally mystery and just like in the way that like the everything wove together like the the fires and the meditations at the pond at and and all of it just like I came to the point where just where like the the it's like it was like these 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 paper paper veils but the, the solstices were, were eroding, like disappearing like acid. And, and then I was standing at Haydn again, even while I was also here in California. And that fire was this fire. And that dark was this dark. It, it was the same dark solstice. It was, I mean, it was such an extraordinary experience. I've never had anything quite like it.
0: Well, that might be a good, you know, segue into Christmas, you know, and uh, one of the things that they say about the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is that it's, uh, you know, potentially was the star of Bethlehem, and uh, the fact that it's at the beginning of Aquarius, and people are taking as, you know, the possibility of it being the sign of the Aquarian Age uh, beginning and certainly through the Christian lens, the idea was that Jesus, uh, that Christ was an honorary title so that the Christ was actually a sixth degree initiate overshadowing Jesus, the fourth degree on the cross, taking the crucifixion. And that the Christ really is a term for the soul of the world and that in the Aquarian age, that, that soul is an Aquarian Christ. And so the potential over Christmas, which is really an extension of the solstice celebration, is to honor the world soul as it incarnates through many, many people. And so the birthing of the world soul, the coming to birth of the world soul is, is this collective process. And the idea of the Christian Church really is that the Church is the body of the Christ. So, in other words, that the, what a church should have been is, is cells in this body of the world soul, um, instead of being a religion. So, the potential at the beginning of the Aquarian Age over the Christmas time is that celebration of the Aquarian Christ, which means the, the you know. The love that people have for their families and so on, amongst all of the, the dramas that, that go on, is the, the pausing of the whole planet to acknowledge the soul of the world over that time. So I just invite us in our own group process where we can um, have a deep taste of the love that unites us beyond all of the body mind, you know, expressions of Christmas that happen in the world and to celebrate the intimacy that comes between our souls as we realize that we're, we're part of this one love that is breaking forth on the planet. So, you know, I want to wish you that um, experience and share that experience, that water of life, that life force, that Um, comes through us and take time, take time to celebrate together. So the next call is gonna be the last call of the year, which is December 30th, but between now and then is this Christmas time. And uh, so I would love for us all to take a moment somewhere in that Christmas celebration, light a candle or do some small ritual for the soul of the world as it's expressing through our group soul that is gathered in willing intimacy with that world soul. Um, and to celebrate the year, like for me, it's been a very deep and intense year, starting with not knowing you know, what this year was going to bring, but knowing that it was critical in this planetary initiation process and to get to the end of it, And to complete the solstice, now I feel like I want to move into celebration. I want to move into the deep celebration of what was given early in the transmissions, which is that all is well, that humanity has decided, and that the world's soul is now in full externalization, that that's what's really going on behind the scenes. So, yeah, I wish you some of that Aquarian soul love, experience with however you spend Christmas. Um, to the people that hide and you know, um, I'll light a, a fire here to connect with you. And all over the world, this group now is, a, is becoming a global group with anchor points in many places around the world. So I love what you were saying, Jeremy, about really there's just one of us and that one of us is in many places and in many bodies. So much love to you and I'll see you, some of you on December 30th. Mm